Hello, you're listening to the Health Disparities podcast from Movement is Life, conversations about health disparities with people who are working to eliminate them. I'm Rolf Taylor, and today I'm discussing health disparities and the role of physical therapy with uh, Sean Tucker, who is a physical therapist, licensed physical therapist um, in St. Louis, Missouri, correct? That is correct. Now, uh, Sean, you don't actually describe yourself as a physical therapist. You describe yourself as a holistic, uh, integrative uh, medicine provider, yeah. right? Now, what does that mean? Great, great. Well, good morning, and thanks for thanks for having me. And I'm really looking forward to delving into some of these uh, some of these ideas and discussions, so we can uh, critically look at where we're at with healthcare disparities, especially racial disparities in in the country. Holism is a philosophy, and holism, whether you're uh, perform complementary medicine and bring that to the patient, or whether you're per- participating in practicing traditional evidence-based physical therapy. Holism is a, is a sense of really seeing the person, mind, body, spirit, and really accepting that there's this innate connection between practitioner and patient that has, it, has its own intelligence and, and, and allows for one to totally appreciate you know, what's going on with that, with that individual, including their social determinants, not just where their pain is. So that's holism. Holism is a philosophy. Integrated medicine actually is a movement in our country that dates back now 35 to 40 years. And it has to do, again, there's a holistic component to integrative medicine. But at the end of the day, as a physical therapist, I also, when I work with folks, I integrate traditional Chinese medicine principles. And, and I, I, I practically... In, uh, uh, I practically integrate those into my education with patients and my my my, uh, my uh, treatment with patients through the use of uh, practices like uh, Chinese qigong uh, and Chinese uh, taiji shuan. Um, I also integrate uh, as an integrative practitioner. I integrate um, osteopathic and other um, non-Western uh, body work and energy work practices. And then finally, I, I'm, I, I integrate with, uh, with an understanding of what being a trauma-informed practitioner is and how that's so important if I'm going to really step in and make a difference in patient populations that have traditionally um, suffered from structural racism and have um, a lot of uh, social determinants in the place that lead to uh, healthcare disparities of that population. So, so when that's you how, so that's how, and my center, my center at, at, at in St. Louis, we consider ourselves a holistic, integrated healthcare center. So everybody on the team, whether a chiropractor or a massage therapist, they are that by license, but they're bringing more to the table. Yeah. So when you say when you say trauma informed, you're talking about uh, you're talking about communities that um, we know there are. Wide health disparities, uh, particularly, for example, in um, inner-city African American communities, and we know those communities have higher stress levels. We know that stress is a social determinant of health. So, when you say trauma-informed, are you are you are you referring to uh, kind of um, the more the more difficult obstacles that um, individuals are facing throughout their lives? 
trauma can take it can take the place can 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 manifest in many ways for the human for the human individual or for the human for the human population human community trauma informed means that i as a practitioner can first of all understand the link between let's say adverse childhood events major events neglect um uh, multiple loss of caregivers, um, uh, 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 lack of lack of adequate housing, or sexual or physical physical abuse as a child. We, we, that science is in there that as th- that those those traumatic events not only lead to issues during childhood and t- and, and and adolescence, but even as people become adults. We're seeing a huge link in terms of um, uh, disease severity and development of diseases, different diseases earlier in life that are linked directly to having those, 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 those traumas. So you're saying that, uh, in part, um, early life trauma or early life stress can explain or partly explain why we see uh, higher prevalence, for example, of obesity in those communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> as well as um, often a person who's gone through has, has again, has a high ACE score has, and, and is, has, has, has had a life with a lot of trauma or is currently living in traumatic situations. So ACE score is adverse childhood event right. score. Right. Okay. Which, by the way, as a trauma-informed uh, practitioner, I have an ACE score, I have an ACE screen a paper tool that I will often randomly give to patients. Not every patient receives it, but specifically if, I'm, if, I, if I work with a patient and during our initial evaluation, I pick up on certain um, comorbidities and comortalities, I'll have them perform an ACE score so that we can actually um, see if, if, if we're dealing with, if they're dealing with specific high levels of, tra- of traumatic toxic stress. Uh, but you, I want to get back to your other question, though, and and, and I think what you were asking is is um, the it's the idea of like early childhood adverse adverse events, adverse adverse uh, actions, and how those can manifest in let's say obesity as an adult, or not, and 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 I think that's true, but. What's also in, what, what I'm what my, where my research is in right now is looking at, you know, it's interesting. Some folks, when you say self-care, they they just instantly can step into a an experience and understanding and a comprehension of how to perform self-care, how to change their behavior. For other individuals, it's so challenging, and <clears throat> I think that sometimes. This stress that comes out of that specific, the stress component that comes out of trauma, I think creates a psychological barrier mm-hmm. that that makes it much more difficult for that individual to find a space of self-love or self-preservation or take time for self in order to really step into effective self-care strategies, which we know that a lot of the chronic diseases that we see that are more prevalent in minority communities, um, that, that, uh, that, that these diseases are often uh, better managed and actually pre- we can slow down or prevent the progression of these diseases by improving sustainable behavioral 
self-care strategies. So that's, that's another link to that. And that, that, that really gets into the, 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 psychological, the psychological result of trauma. So you've talked a bit there about the, the kind of um, the origins of some of those problems and some of those disparities that, mm-hmm. that we're looking to eliminate. And uh, movement is life as a movement is all about um, encouraging and advocating for increased physical activity. And I know you're a, you're a big champion of um, Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested in why um, Tai Chi specifically is such a useful um, path to to physical activity, and uh, can you talk a little bit about that, and and um, what kind of um, results you're seeing with the people you're working with? Traditional Chinese medicine, um, as we as we have our be- our best understanding of that, starts with an idea that there's that there is a there that there is a holistic view. Of the of, of the individual human and of the of the human society, so I like Tai Chi and I like teaching Qigong and sharing those activities with patients, especially um, in in some of the programs we're doing in St. Louis, specific to addressing healthcare disparities, because at the very essence of Tai Chi and Qigong, it's relax, it's slow down. Get grounded. Feel yourself get grounded into the earth. And what I found is that no matter what population I've worked with in terms of empowerment, in terms of creating a a critical consciousness, people get critically conscious when they can slow down and find their center. And until folks slow down, and t- so so whether it's uh, whether I'm work- when I'm working with let's say an operation change, which is a beautiful program developed by Movement is Life, that focuses on uh, tr- that focuses on of all things improving self care and sustainable behavioral change in African American women dealing with arthritis. Physical activity that's going to stick has to start with dismantling those 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 um, what 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 can be internal internal conversations internal roadblocks to stepping into self-care and self-love so why do i like tai chi and qigong not only does it improve posture and it improves immune system and and there's a lot of science behind it but more importantly it's a it's a tool it's a space that i can invite my patients into to Step into themselves within, in, in, in a safe place of self-nurture and self-cultivation and, and a centered space that then maybe they can break through into really stepping in and, 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 and addressing maybe some deeper psychological uh, uh, issues that prevent them from um, taking care of themselves. So... Um what is it about um, things like the balancing aspect of Tai Chi that is particularly beneficial? Balance is never static. To be, to be balanced and completely still is to be a still life, which has a certain deadness to it. Like sitting on the sofa and watching TV is right, still right, life. right. Right, right, right. So when we talk about balance with Pilates, when we talk about balance in terms of yoga and Tai Chi, the mind is engaged in, okay, there's, there's biomechanical balance, 
and there's weight shift balance, but there's also a balance of, you know, how, how, how do I lift and, and extend my head up into the air while I, while I sink down into the earth? So there's, there, there's a sense of expansion balance of, 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 uh, and when we talk about expansion, especially in Tai Chi and balance, when a person is really contracted, then everything's kind of stuck. But when you can get people to expand and soften, now the ability to balance is more profound, especially in dynamic situations. Um, and, and, and then there's also the piece of balancing you know, the need to care for self and others. And we see, especially in the African-American um, uh, female community, there's been such a historical, such a cultural imbalances where African-American women often are taking care of everybody else and, and, and don't have a balance of taking care of selves. So within, so as we learn biomechanically what, what, what moving in a balanced way feels like, when we start to work posturally what being more balanced in one's posture feels like, we can also start to talk about and realize what having balance in one's life between caring for others and caring for self is like. So these are, you got you know combining these biomechanical balance experiences with 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 life with life balance. So if, so um, there's obviously great benefit to um, that kind of approach. Um, those kind of classes, um, just as there is great benefit to improving your diet, but sometimes that comes with quite a high price tag. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to looking at, at addressing disparities, how does that play out in things like an outpatient setting or accessing those services, particularly for minorities? I think it plays out traditionally as, unfortunately, as... Um, a lot of times, ac- lack of access to health clubs, lack of access to not having disposable income to pay for classes, things of that nature, and um, has kept you know some populations, some 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 aspects of minority communities from being able to participate in in Tai Chi or or, or other movement systems or, or just general general exercise for medical benefit. But in the outpatient setting, I'm excited to say that um, in the state of Missouri, where we have a, a, very, a very high Medicaid population, um, where in the past this Medicaid population um, had no access to physical therapy as outpatient adults, and they had no access to complementary medicine therapies or trauma-informed care, we've now just... Uh, uh, the, 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 the Regional Health Commission um, and um, the Integrated Health Network along with the, the state Medicaid provider have developed now a, a funding source to offer complementary medicine, physical therapy, uh, uh, these type of activities specific to um, the Medicaid population and the, uh, and the uninsured not even Medicaid, but just the uninsured um, poor population in Missouri access, especially if they're dealing with chronic pain, as opposed to simply um, taking opiates, which clearly isn't working. So, so that there's a so so the the, the big the big if you go to as I've talked to uh, different groups like uh, Integrated Medicine for Us, 
They're a nice group of people all around the country that are really focused on how do we how do we bring integrative medicine uh, to the, the 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 folks that are that are most vulnerable um, in terms of economically poor Medicaid primary. How do we get this kind of medicine out to them? And I'm excited to say in the state of Missouri we're we're we've figured out a way to to pay for it because it comes down to how do you pay for this services and that's been principally through Medicaid right yeah so that's that sounds like progress in Missouri I, it definitely is to be able to now because and what's neat is that you know there was an issue there was an issue in Missouri where uh, that and and as a private practitioner for the last 20 years I've just I've I've continued to see people with Medicaid that don't have insurance and I'll simply see them pro bono as does some of the local hospital outpatient facilities. But to be able in one, in, 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 in one piece of policy and framework in Missouri, for us to be able to now create access for these clients, for these patients to have physical therapist intervention, as well as a holistic, integrative team approach, including complementary medicine services, and and specifically targeting those that are really struggling with chronic pain, this is a huge win, and, I, and I'm very excited about um, I'm very excited about this being possibly a, a model that other other um, <clears throat> red states and midwestern states, as well as purple and blue states, can all get behind, because I think we're going to show in a couple years the huge, huge, huge results, amazing results in terms of applying this holistic, integrative approach, which includes physical therapists on the team, to, to, to address uh, big needs on some of the most vulnerable folks in our community. And then that's feeding back into um, uh, encouraging people to take on the self-care philosophy. Absolutely. Because it's a way, it's a different, it's, a different, it's not a prescriptive way around just saying, hey, you've, you've got to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. that you're really connecting people with their motivations. You know, it... In my experience, every individual needs a, a different amount of exposure, dosage of education, reinforcement of education, a series of experiences, and uh, professional and, and, and social support to break through into in, in solid, sustained levels of self-care, mm-hmm. especially when they're dealing with one major life-threatening disease or multiple. So... Uh, when I ran a program about 15 years ago called Living by Design, you know, there were some individuals that it would take them seven months of interacting with us, coming into our clinic, having acupuncture, joining this class, getting in some social service for they, for, for they had a, a fundamental shift in their, who they were and how they were going to take care of themselves so that it, it presented as, 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 as an objective, as, as, as a measurable change. And where they could start to really see where their their self care was actually improving their health. So is that is that breakthrough moment when people discover a path to self care through uh, a path to self love? Exactly. And, and 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 it's you know there's not oh this population needs eighteen week intervention in order for that to occur. But I can tell you it doesn't happen in a week or two. Right. It doesn't happen in twelve weeks. Sometimes it takes five and six and seven months. And I think that's where um, the program, like the, what I described, it's going to be, that's, that's starting in, um, out of uh, 
federally funded health clinics, as well as uh, some of the programs I'm, I'm involved in in St. Louis, or with Operation Change, you know, it, it, it starts with having a commitment of being, a, of being available and being able to support that person while they're, again, learning whatever they need to learn to be able to step into that, that new level of self-love and self-care. And, um, and so having, you know, I think as physical therapists, and traditionally physical therapy is very much um, has been, okay, someone presents with a, an acute issue or even a chronic issue, and there's a movement issue, and in three weeks they're going to be here, and in five weeks they're going to be here, and, and we're going to make sure they at least understand a program. But it's very short term, right? Um, but the reality is, is for for Patients who really want to, if we, if we really want to offer a wellness, a, a, a wellness self-focused management of chronic health, of chronic health issues, then it takes an ongoing. I think it, we've got to start thinking, oh, this is going to be an eight-month or, or 12-month process of intervention, support, education, and um, dosage for those individuals. And I'm going to be. I'm going to make a, a, a statement that's obvious for probably most of the people listening that folks that have higher that have that have a, a history of trauma, that have a higher ACE score, are probably going to take longer to step into that that's that 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 turnaround space of self care, self love, than their um, than the other human who has maybe not had the same level of trauma currently or in their in their history so someone from a more privileged background yes. is is not going to have that high a score um necessarily and, not necessarily um, and, and it, may, it may happen and so, but and someone that who someone who's 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 black and grows up you know in a lower middle class or 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 or, or you know poverty situation you know may have a very low a score yeah. you know so uh, it sounds like it, you know knowing knowing that score is 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 very helpful for actually planning a, a care program. It, it it absolutely is, and um, I know that the the physicians that have heralded this work about really understanding the the the, the need to screen and test ACE, and then understand it as you're treating the adult, um, have really been feeling like over the last 15, 20 years, they've been kind of uh, shouting into the wind and no one really hearing it. But I really think that we're at the cusp of, uh, as, as a healthcare, as a healthcare community of, um, of, of stepping in really understanding these variables and, 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 and using them to improve the health of our, of our communities and ourselves. So final question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talk a lot at Movement is Life about the importance of um, of diversity actually in the medical practitioner population, um, and we're 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 very aware that, for example, with orthopedic surgeons, um, the number of um, women orthopedic surgeons I think is five percent, mm-hmm. and um, African American orthopedic surgeons I think is less than one percent. Of, of all surgeons. Now, is it the same with physical therapy, and and uh, what are your thoughts on how that can be how, how that can be changed? Short answer is yes. When we look at the overall demographics of licensed physical therapists and physical therapist assistants in the U.S., the numbers are overwhelmingly um, white. 
white and female. Um, over the last 25, 30 years, we've actually seen men almost become equal to women in terms of going into the field. Um, we haven't seen since the 80s an increase in um, Asian Americans, African Americans, uh, Latina or Latino Americans. Um, we haven't seen their, 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 the percentage of populations increase in the field. And I think it's a, I think it's a, a cycle of if African Americans uh, historically, we know, and even in current, in current day, um, get exposure and, and, and access physical therapy intervention much less than their white counterparts, then as young African Americans are thinking about a field, it's, it's, it's not even, it's, right. it doesn't exist. It, it, it's, it doesn't even seem like a plausible option. They don't understand what it is. So um, I think it has to start uh, at the, at really the, the, the grade school and high school level. I think if we could have um, more physical therapists, uh, if, we could, if we could have a physical therapy volunteer team that went into, especially to inner city schools that are primarily minority, and those physical therapists could, could show up and, and play a role of prevention and education and treatment, um, then that could very much start to improve the desire of uh, African-American and Hispanic uh, adolescents in high school to think about physical therapy as a, as a profession. Because, um, and and, and, that, and it's, why is it so important? Because um, when we, when we, the more that we have um, physical therapists of color and, 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 and of different ethnic backgrounds, at the end of the day, a lot of people are going to feel more comfortable and are going to be able to trust the experience of being cared for if they're cared for someone who uh, they, they identify with uh, racially or ethnically. As well as um, I think that when you get a certain, when we get a, any profession that's been predominantly uh, white, when, when we get a greater diversity, we're going to have a, a great, we're going to be able to have a deeper understanding of how to address, um, you know, Issues specific to, uh, let's say, structural racism in healthcare. Um, so I hope I answered the question. We're not there yet, but um, I think that uh, a lot of schools, um, the, at the academic level, they're very interested. But I think we have to. We have. It's a. It's. It's definitely a. Mm, it definitely has to do with. Uh, so it's, it's. It's almost like we've got yeah. to get this much more into the mainstream we've got to get people thinking about this is an approach um and and i would imagine that the the uh, outcomes that you're seeing with this kind of intervention are at least equal to a pharmaceutical intervention absolutely absolutely i mean you know 40 percent of in st louis at least 40 percent of um Caucasian children, high school athletes that get injured at some point during their high school career will access a physical therapist, will get sent to physical therapy, will get sent to outpatient rehab, sports rehab. 
I would say when you look at that same um, high school athlete who is um, going to a, a, a predominantly um, African-American high school where they live in, um, you know, where, where there's less access to, to, to all types of services, um, those individuals aren't maybe 3% are going to actually be have, have access to or going to participate in some kind of uh, physical therapist-led rehab. So how do we get, you know, so I think the, the, the real opportunity is to look at um, how we, we create access to outpatient sports rehab and, and, and orthopedic rehabilitation services uh, for um, athletes of color, especially those that are... Um, that are going, that are in school systems that are that are that are less well funded, which is unbelievable that we can have a community of a couple million people, and in that community have such disparity in terms of the the, the individual the individual schools and where kids go to school and 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 what what services they get versus other other schools. Well, it's, 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 yet unbelievable an, it's yet country. another disparity that should yeah. be a scandal, right. but we yeah. somehow have allowed to become, well, well this is normal. Yeah, and so that's part of, part of, I think, what we've got to address. It, it is. And the exciting thing is, is that groups like Movement is Life that haven't just pigeonholed one thing or another, but are looking at the big picture, the opportunity is, wow, okay, we've got this, we've got this education racial disparity, we've got this health disparity, we've got this disparity in terms of physical therapists um, uh, having, having a, a lack of minority physical therapists. Wow, one strategy, and we're, we're addressing all the issues at once. And that is solid policy, and that's the kind of stuff that I want to be involved in. You know, as I move ahead in my career. Well, fascinating insight, Sean. Thanks so much uh, Thank for joining us today. Um, we covered a lot of a lot of different subjects, and I think uh, each of those would deserve a deeper dive at some point. So let's talk again. Thank and, you. And uh, thanks for thanks Kudos. for for playing on the uh, Disparities podcast. Thank you.